You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Frankie Boy Radio. Happy Friday to ya. Well, you know what? I know I didn't see you yesterday. Here's what's up. I got a great story for you today. Some philosophy and uh, some real topics. Some real topics. Stuff that I don't know if I would normally talk about on the podcast because I try to keep this pretty neutral for everybody, but I'm going to strive to do that. But I think um, I think you'll enjoy it. So pull up a chair, grab a cup of tea, and let's get into it. So it wasn't, I wasn't here yesterday. Uh, I've been consistent. Uh, I was even sick one of the times I was recording the podcast for 64 days in a row. Got home late last night and uh, flipped the computer on. I was about to do the podcast and I made the mistake of looking at local news. And there was something about, and it's really neither here nor there about the virus stuff. And the way the local politicians were acting. And it really, really got to me. It disappointed me. It made me frustrated. It made me angry. It made me feel helpless. And I, I couldn't do the podcast. I just said, I, I don't have anything. So I ate some egg noodles and tried to go to sleep. And it took me a while. And then I got up early and wrote the politicians' respectful letters. I don't think it's going to do anything. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And then I had... One of the most interesting days I've had in a while. I want to tell you about it. But the first thing was, is I just want to let you know that, um, you know, not everything is, is great over here all the time either. I know you're probably going through a hard time if you're listening to this, especially if you're locked down. And uh, I got discouraged. I'm much better now, but it happens to everybody. So I really, really, really enjoyed reading and listening to this modern uh, philosopher and professor of psychology, Jordan Peterson. And it's not really a name that you can say in normal everyday conversation because his name's got really politicized and it's a, it's a controversial name, which is kind of weird because if you really look at what he's doing and what he's saying, there's nothing, nothing strange about it. But so I don't really talk about him a whole lot, but the man has changed my life and made a big difference. And all I want to share what he was, was talking about. So uh, this is how I applied some of the stuff that he's mentioned. So I'm not just ripping off his stuff, but this is how I applied some of his stuff. One of the things that he talks about, it's a very interesting story, was, and I'm going to mispronounce these names, but Alexander Schultz and Nitsen say that five times fast. The guy who wrote the Gulag Archipelago could be mispronouncing that too. Um, Peterson thinks that he's a big responsible or largely responsible or had a big part in the downfall of communism and, as he puts it, taking an axe to the tree of communism and undercutting its moral validity. The story that's quite interesting to me was how he was in a prison camp. So he he fought in World War II. Uh, for the Soviets against the Nazis. He was in a concentration camp there and they were treated very badly, even by concentration camp standards. And then he came back and 
hardly a war hero. He was quarantined by Stalin, along with a bunch of his other soldiers, because he had been exposed to the West and put in another concentration camp under horrific conditions. And while he was there, he got to thinking, how did I get here? And how is this my fault? The point is, is, you know, if you're stuck between Hitler and Stalin, that's not really your fault, or is it? And he went back and he looked at his life and he looked at every single thing that he had done and how it possibly contributed to the Soviet pathology. So I was falling asleep last night and I was all riled up and I started thinking about this. I said, oh, how have I contributed to this problem that we're all in right now? And man, it didn't take but a second for the answers to show up of all the corners that I've cut, all the times I've given into laziness because it was easier, all the headlines I read but stories I didn't read and then use that as reference points in conversations. All the times I was shallow, fearful, lazy, undisciplined. Of course, we're in this situation. It was an interesting mental exercise. So this is the first thing. So sort of applying some of the things that I had heard about right there. And then I got up this morning and wrote these letters and I was I feel real down. And I'm an agnostic. Uh, that's a that's a really convenient thing to be actually because you don't have to stand for anything. So I'm slowly finding out what I stand for. And one of the things is I'm pretty stubborn too. So for a long time, uh, I really did not see the point of the Bible. I thought it was uh, Kool Aid put it bluntly and simple Kool-Aid to put it even more bluntly. Well, you should learn that maybe if someone's been around for a couple of thousand years and I just take a casual glance at it, maybe I'm not getting it. That possibility never even entered my mind and maybe I was misinterpreting an ancient text and I was missing the point of it. You know, I'll give a I'll give strange jazz recordings more of a chance than I was given something that our civilization is really founded on. So Jordan Peterson had this great lecture series, highly recommended, The Psychological Significance of the Biblical Stories. This just blew my mind. And again, I would still describe myself as agnostic, but um, I've had new thoughts in my head. And I think my favorite idea that I've heard in a long time, possibly ever, was this. The idea that he puts out, he's, he, Peterson um, postulates that if you look at, at the Bible as a whole, it actually has a plot, which is remarkable. And the plot is, is that the society tries to build an ideal state, and then the state starts to get corrupt, and the prophets say, hey, you know, you're getting away from your original aims. And they say, shut up, and probably chop his head off. And then God smites them beyond belief, and the state crumbles, and it's in disarray for a long time. And then they try to build up utopia again. And the prophets say, hey, this is getting off, off track. You better watch out. They say, shut up. And then 
it's knocked to pieces. And then finally, salvation comes along in the form of the redeemed individual, which would be Jesus in this case. So salvation is in the redeemed individual. Wow, I just love that thought. Okay, so so far you could have heard all of this much more detailed, much more eloquent on Jordan Peterson's podcast, and I don't want to just rip him off, so I certainly want to cite him. But what I did today was to try to apply these ideas. So I went into work and had in the back of my head, okay, so what is what is the redeemed individual? Because because if you start looking at society, well, and, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to write a letter to your representative or speak out for what you think is right. But if you if you get focused on society, it's, well, it's always going to be in disarray. I can't even do the dishes, right? So <laughs> I have a little maxim for myself. Do the dishes before you try to overthrow the government. So, so far, the government hasn't been overthrown. <laughs> so they're done now. So, hey, who knows? But anyways, so... So what, so how can you, you aim for the redeemed individual? Now, I don't know exactly what that is, but I know what it's not. And I think we all know what it's not. And we can feel that every day. We can feel the tugs of laziness. We feel the tugs of pettiness and meanness of cruelty of, of emptiness. So I said, okay, well, let's try not to be like that and see what happens. So I went in, had the most incredible day. And, and it was, uh, from outward appearances, really wasn't anything in particular but I was talking to one of my friends and this is an assisted living facility and I said how are you doing she goes oh, I'm having kind of a rough day I said oh are you physically ill or just a little down and she looks around make sure you know we're having a personal conversation and she tears up and she goes this is just driving me crazy and this is just gonna do me in and I I'm I've just been cooped up and she used to be a farmer. She used to be an outside. She's been stuck inside. She said they, they were going to try to get me outside today, but I don't know if they're going to get to it. And it was my lunch break. I said, hold on a second. I said, I'm going to go get my lunch. Let me, I'm going to sit here and I'll eat it with you. But let me check in this out. So I made a couple of inquiries and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I said, come on. I don't know why I didn't think of this before, right? But again, the idea of like, if you just like aim up a little bit, who knows what will happen? I said, let's go outside. So I had my lunch break. I helped her out to a safe place that was level and tree branch wasn't going to fall on her or anything like that. And she had her mask on and I had my mask on and she saw the sky for the first time since March. And while she was out there, she told me the story of her daughter adopted a kid and then her daughter had a couple of kids and was trying to have another one and had three miscarriages, so adopted a kid. And then from drug addict parents, and then the daughter was expecting another baby and the doctor said, oh, well, you should, um, you should probably abort this baby because they're going to be mentally retarded. And that baby now has grown up 
to be a school teacher and teaches in two or three different languages and same thing happened to her again and the doctor said the same thing and now that kid is is going to be a doctor so I get to sit there and listen to that and sit and listen to another friend who who remembers his uncle who or was telling me about his uncle who was gassed in World War One and how he used to plow the fields with a mule back in the 40s down in North Carolina. Then I had to walk by a pile of stuff, which was real hard. And one of my friends there is dying and has gone into hospice. So they're moving her stuff out. And I had to walk by her walker. It was a very distinct walker. And uh, there's nobody there. I just looked at it. And then I went around the corner and I saw one of my friends who's healthy and she was waiting for me. I said, hey, went, pointed at her, gave her a big smile and dropped an Elvis track on the speakers. Oh, that'll give you a whiplash. I think that's probably one of the hardest things about being an entertainer is that maxim is true. The show must go on, you know, and it doesn't mean you don't have to feel. And it was just a, such a, such a day of just aiming up a little bit. And you just don't know what will happen. So it's pretty cool to take these lessons and, you know, not do anything incredible. Just not be a jerk. Show up on time and chat with somebody on your lunch break. And I checked in on my friend later and I said, hey, yeah, how are you feeling? And she goes, oh, 100% better. You have no idea how much it means. And I said, well, you know, don't, don't thank me. And it's really, um, you know, this is really good for me too. So I thanked her. Told her I'd see her on Monday. And I walked out. That was a good day. And I did my dishes. So, I hope you had a good day too. And it's cool to happen. I'm going to try aiming up a little more tomorrow. The thought occurred to me while I was doing my dishes. What if I did this again? What would happen then? Who knows? So, Let's take some deep breaths, America, and sit back, relax, let those eyes gently close, and we're going to practice our 4-2-4 breath. Breathe in through our nose to the count of four, hold for two, and then exhale for four. We'll do that five times. Are you ready? Here we go. Inhale. One, two, three three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, Two, three, four, pause.
pause. One, two, exhale. One, two, three, four. Nice and deep. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two, exhale. One, two, three, four. Last one. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two, exhale. One, two, three, four. Very nice. Hope you guys have a nice, peaceful evening over there.